This is a Federal News Network podcast. A two-year investigation by Vietnam Veterans of America has found that hackers and cyber criminals from Russia and elsewhere are specifically targeting veterans and military members, partly because social media platforms make it easy for them to do so. And Congress is starting to take notice. The House Veterans Affairs Committee held a hearing on this issue yesterday and heard from Facebook and Twitter executives. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. VVA's report, published this summer, documented a wide variety of ways overseas groups have been targeting military and veterans' populations. For example, back in 2015, numerous military family members got threatening messages that appeared to be from ISIS. Turns out they were actually sent from a Russian government troll farm. But it's not just threats. VVA says many of the online operations use impersonation schemes for other reasons, including to make money by soliciting donations that appear to be going to legitimate veterans' groups and to spread disinformation in the veterans' community. In one example, Offered by Christopher Goldsmith, VVA's chief investigator, trolls posing as a veterans group circulated a legitimate but old news story, changing the date in a way that suggested veterans' benefits were about to be cut. That has a profound effect on the, the real health of our members. When they are affected by that policy and they see a report like that and they think, oh my God, in a couple months I could be homeless if this budget passes, you know, if, if this piece of the budget passes. And to, to be re-exposed over and over and over again to that sense of panic of, of real effects on your life can exacerbate things like PTSD, can exacerbate physical health conditions. Uh, and that's, I think, what it really led VVA down this path into this investigation. Exact comparisons are hard to calculate, but it's clear that veterans are targeted by malevolent internet campaigns much more often than the general population, according to Dr. Vlad Barash. He's the science director for Graphica, a company that studies online influence and disinformation campaigns. He says the information operations target veterans with surgical precision. They affect our veterans as they try to reintegrate into civilian life Uh, Our veterans are an influential member of American communities. They are trusted, they are respected, but they are also vulnerable in the context of the digital divide. And when they are looking for employment and are being targeted by malware, when they are looking to establish new relationships and being targeted by scams, this breaks down the social fabric, the fragile social fabric that they are starting to build as they return from military service and have a life at home. VVA acknowledges social media companies like Facebook and Twitter have made big strides, but says the companies need to do more to spot fake accounts and proactively spotlight ones that belong to legitimate veterans organizations and other sources. The organization also says the companies need to share information with each other when they spot suspicious activity. Facebook and Twitter officials told Congress they do take the problem seriously but that the more sophisticated online actors have no problem creating new accounts almost as quickly as old ones are taken offline. Kevin Kane, Twitter's public policy manager, says the most effective way to make a real dent in the problem is with AI algorithms that look for common patterns. We look at the behavior behind these accounts, um, and that is how we effectively address this issue at scale. Uh, and that's something that we've invested in heavily. As I mentioned, it's it's resulted in approximately 97 million Uh, challenges from Twitter just for the first half of this year alone. Uh, We continue to invest and look at the behavior, look at the signals behind how these accounts are behaving and potentially targeting people to include veterans. But again, we we take a much more holistic approach, so we're not just siloing certain communities and we can apply lessons learned across the board. Um, But again, it's looking at at, at the, the signals behind the accounts as well as potential coordinated behavior. 
uh, which is a very strong signal that that accounts are engaging in in suspicious activity, and, and that would cause us to look into it further. Facebook says it's used a similar approach to spotting overseas impersonators. Nathaniel Gleicher, the company's head of security policy, says Facebook removed 1.3 billion fake accounts in just the last quarter, but most of those were likely set up as fraudulent money-making operations rather than for political influence or disinformation. The majority of the activity that we see online is fraudulently motivated, that is motivated in order to make money. We're a little careful. In order to prove that something is state, it has state-backed, we have very strict controls internally so that we only claim that something is state-backed when we can prove it. And the reason is, particularly the state actors in this space, we've taken action against a number of operations from Russia, Iran, and elsewhere. Part of their goal is to make themselves appear more powerful than they are and make us think that every instance of misinformation is actually a foreign operation. And they do that because it fundamentally undermines our trust in the conversations we're having, and it leads to this phenomenon today where people think that anyone who disagrees with them or they distrust online may be state-backed. And so we're very careful. VVA says the federal government needs to do more, too. The organization has recommended, for example, that the Department of Veterans Affairs take a more active role in protecting veterans from cyber threats, including by appointing a new Deputy Assistant Secretary for Cyber Health. Also on Monday, 20 senators sent the VA secretary a letter asking whether the department intends to implement the recommendations. But so far, Goldsmith says VVA hasn't heard anything from the department or anyone else in the executive branch. The FBI has not responded to any uh, any of our letters, any of our press releases to this report. Uh, as a matter of fact, we haven't received a response from any federal agency whatsoever. Not the VA, not the DOE, uh, not the FEC. No one. But Mark Takano, the chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee, says the FBI has agreed to give the committee a classified briefing on the issue. He says he plans to continue to pursue the matter well beyond Wednesday's hearing. Most importantly, we need to understand what loopholes, roadblocks, and barriers are needed are impeding more effective enforcement and protections, and perhaps identify an opportunity for legislative action to address any policy gaps. Jared Serbu, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.